0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous and Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book and we are on page 93, working with others. The second paragraph and we are taking it from the eighth line of that paragraph to be vital Faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish, constructive action. Ending that paragraph, general principles common to most denominations. Today's readers are, for the steps, we have Laurie S. For the traditions, we have Janet F. Reading the text is the letter H. Page 164 is Anne-Marie M. Our backup reader is Tenzin P. The newcomer reader is Leslie M. And second hour host is Eileen. Um, the reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, <clears throat> excuse me, July 13, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 20,439, that's 20439. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 20,440, The OA Preamble. our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I, want, I will now ask Lori S. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning,
1: everyone. Lori S., Recovering from Texas. The 12 steps. One. sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service.
0: Thanks, Lord. Excuse me. Sorry. All right, so next up with the traditions is Janet
2: F. Good morning, everyone. Janet F., Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Iowa. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you
3: for letting me do service.
0: Appreciate it. Excuse me. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does does request that you, your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the big book we're working with others. We're on page 93 in that second paragraph And we're taking it from the eighth line to be vital. Faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. And we're ending that paragraph with general principles common to most denominations. And I've asked Lorette H. That's who I asked, actually, to start us off
4: Good morning, Russ. Yes, you did. Loretta H. recovered in North Carolina. Thank you, Russ. Thank you all along with my precious God who is saving my life today. To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish, constructive action. Let him see that you are not there to instruct him in religion. Admit that he probably knows more about it than you do. But call his attention the fact that however deep his faith and knowledge, he could not have supplied it or he would not drink. Perhaps your story will help him see where he has failed to practice the very precepts he knows very well. We represent no particular faith or denomination. We are dealing only with the general principles common to most denominations. Again, read a compulsive overeater, recovered with God's grace and mercy. Okay, so this part of the paragraph is for me very rich and nourishing. Uh, Step 12 has three parts. And before we even get here, right before we get here, it says, faith without works is dead. So that's what this is talking about. And the three parts of step 12 are the spiritual awakening that I've gotten as a result of the step. Then I carry the message to, of recovery to other people, which I'm graced with because of working the step. And then practicing the principles in all our affairs. And that's what he was talking about. Man may have these principles, but if he doesn't work on the total principles, which the first one is honesty, which is I am a compulsive overeater, and it's got to be, like, driven in my heart. And uh, then this is the step of service. So. Vital is mandatory, imperative, indispensable. It talks about that in the spiritual experience that I must have this, indes- because if I have any prejudice or any type of, like, that I don't believe I'm a compulsive overeater, that I'm going to go back into the food or the drink or whatever my disease is. So this, Spiritual malady is what I'm correcting, not the food problem, not my um, family problems. It's all going to help me because it says this book will solve all your problems. But it's working with others. It's that immunity against that first bite with me. I have been so blessed to be able to work with others since I started programs um, 23 years ago. and. It's why I'm still here, because I got to walk my talk. I got to, I have to do these principles and all my affairs. And that's what I achieve. I always talk about neutrality, because if I have neutrality, um, I can actually do that because I'm not better than I'm not less than I'm just human. And so I strive every day for neutrality. And that's, how I practice the principles in all my affairs. And I've also shared that my abstinence is spiritual and my food plan is a tool. That is my story. And um, that religion is for people who don't want to go to hell. And spiritual reality is for people who've been to hell. And this disease did bring me to hell. But today with God's gift and mercy, um, I'm not there. And that's only because working these steps, Time. working with others, and having this community.
0: And I thank you all. Thanks, Loretta. Now we're going to open up the lines for sharing on this paragraph. And uh, we ask, um, although that we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you shared yesterday or Wednesday, please step back so others could get a chance to share. And um, I'll let you know if I can hear you one other time, please. Go ahead. Janet B. Janet. Katie Marie. I got Ann
3: Marie.
0: Ann Marie. Sorry, Russ. Did you get Katie? Barbara, Christina J.
5: Christina
3: J. Joe.
0: Joe. Uh, Christina, but there was someone before Christina.
5: Alice Uh, W. Alice. Lynn.
0: Barbara G.
6: Barbara G. Carrie
0: W. Hold on. Hold on. Christina J. Barbara G. Carrie. Sorry. Someone W. Sorry. I got Vasa. We'll take her as the last one. And there's there's a W. There was somebody W. Carrie W. Uh is that Cherry isn't
6: T. No, Carrie with the C.
0: Carrie Carrie, uh, yeah. Carrie. Carrie. All right, W all right. So that's this is a great list. Jana P., Emery M, Katie G. Joe M, Alice W, Christina J. Barbara G, Carrie W and Vasa O. Janet B., you're up.
7: Hi, good morning. This is Janet B., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New Jersey. Um, So I had been in Overeaters Anonymous for almost seven years, and I was still binging. I couldn't get two weeks together. Sometimes I couldn't even make it to lunch. That's how bad it was. And through it all, I believed in God. I believed in God my entire life. And I would have said that I was a religious woman. I practiced my faith. Um, and one time after a meeting, someone said to me, if you have such a great relationship with God, why are you still binging? And I thought about and I couldn't answer. And I had to just admit that, my whole belief system was a house of cards and that it got me nowhere. It's like if I were a diabetic and I believed in insulin, but I didn't inject it into my arm, I wouldn't get any better. And so here it was, I believed in God, but it was, it was just irrelevant. It was just like a belief, like I believe there's a king in England. Well, so what? That doesn't do anything for me. But it says that I have to apply my faith. And how do we apply faith? It's just kind of weird because faith is something I believe. How can I apply a belief? But it tells me what I need to do. And, you know, it talks about self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. And I think the main part is surrender. That for me, I could do self-sacrifice by, I don't know, running off and helping the poor in India. But that's not God's will for me. God's will for me is to stay here and help other compulsive eaters. So I think it's, for me, it's important to remember that it's not just self sacrifice and being unselfish. It is that, but it's way more. Um, and I love the definition of self sacrifice that I heard once. It's I'm, there's something that I want, but I'm giving it up in order to help someone else. For me, the hardest thing to sacrifice is my time or my sleep, but to sacrifice that for the good of another person. And page 14 in our big book tells us that the way we perfect and enlarge our spiritual life, I would, I would think it would say is through more prayer and meditation, but it doesn't. It says through work and self-sacrifice for others. And that's the only way we survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. And, You know, I think about it, like, why is it even important that I, like, enlarge my spiritual life and have faith and all that? What does that have to do with putting down the food? It's because I had an illness. I have an illness that's stronger than me. And the only way that I can resist eating foods that I shouldn't eat is if God protects me. It's like he builds a wall of protection around me. And in order for that to happen, I need to surrender to his will in all areas of my life. And I can just tell you, after seven years in OA, believing in God, but not doing unselfish things, not surrendering to his will, I got nowhere. God. Thanks. And once I surrendered, the miracle happened. Thanks. I pass.
0: Thanks, Janet. Next up is Amory M. Called by Katie G.
8: Good morning, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M in South Carolina gratefully for covered through God's grace and by working the steps in this book and by um, having uh, self sacrifice that's what jumped out at me that that was um, to um, was that part of that first sentence to be vital faith had to be accompanied by self sacrifice and unselfishness constructive action and Um, Yeah, it's not the most important thing, but it is truly very important to me that I put myself aside and put others first. And, you know, in my prayers in the morning, uh, they've shifted to being all about me to, um, especially days that I'm pretty much at peace, I can pray for others that are still suffering or having a difficult time with something. And that that was someone like me when I first came in because it was it was always all about me. So to put myself first and and put others <clears throat> ahead of me um, is really important. Um, and also, um, I've had um, well, my sponsor right now is Jewish. I'm Catholic, um, and I've worked with uh, somebody that was Buddhist, and um, and also others that are that are Jewish. So. I've learned so much, and it says that. Um, um, let's see here, um, or the last sentence: we are dealing only with general principles common to most domino- denominations. And when I heard that word "denomination," is that the same as religion? But I think most religions are, you know, do do as your whatever your God is, um, do good for others, be a be a servant of your of your creator, whoever whatever that creator is. But to look outside yourself and to be to be other centered, and that's what this whole this whole book is about um, for me is to get that relationship with God and ask Him, what direction do you want me to do? What what can I do for you, God? That's going to be your will. And um, I think just about all religions have that same. Um, that same concept um, and uh, that I can learn from, I can learn so much from others, uh, whether they have no religion at all or they are, you know, a priest or a rabbi. I, I just, I love to soak in what other spirituality, what other people see as their spirituality because I learned so much from them. And I, and I just hope that I'm, I continue as, um, as I go through this, life of recovery, I pray that I stay in it and that I continue learning and be continue to be open. All right, I'll pass.
0: Thanks. Thank you, Anne Marie. Next up is Katie G, followed by Jo M.
9: Hey, Russ. Good morning. It's Katie G. Good morning, everyone. Katie G recovered compulsive eater in Boston. Um I had two thoughts. One is One of my favorite lines of the book is to be quick to see where religious people are right, make use of what they offer. And so, like the previous speaker said, you know, I make use of all religions. And um, I try not to get um, distracted by the ugliness of some of the trees, the human beings that make up religion, and just um, look at the broader principles, which have so much to teach me. Um, but for me, I don't know, this is where it's at. There might be other things that other people think are most important, but um, it says to be vital, and when you check your vital signs, you've got your heart rate, you've got your breath functioning, right? What am I missing? You guys know I'm missing stuff, but, like, vitality is life. It gives me life, and what it's saying is that in order to have faith, right, in order to have belief, which is trust, confidence, and assurance of things hoped for. So to have meaning in life, you know what I mean? You have to have self-sacrifice. Now, self-sacrifice is giving up my own interests to help others. I've never thought about helping or caring for others. Like, how about something as basic like our meeting asks that for the good of our meeting, we share every couple of days. And Katie, can you, you know, shut your mouth enough? Thanks, Dana. Can you shut your mouth enough to, like, Go forward and, um, sorry, I was just distracted. Can you shut your mouth enough to go forward and follow the rules? Put And unselfish means putting the needs of others before my own, right? So I need to think about, okay, today I want to be a wife. I want to be a mom. But I don't really want to bring my kids to swim class. I don't really want to drive around the entire city of Boston to take care of my kids. Okay, well, nobody is asking me what I want. How do I put the needs of others before my own? And sometimes that's really easy. Sometimes it's really pleasurable. Like I have to be honest, you all over the past two years have taught me how to sponsor and I adore it. But how about for me, like putting my phone down? How about the life-giving vitality of making dinner, of doing laundry, Of giving up my interest right like my interest well this is what I want to do today but have you looked around the house have you seen the laundry have you gone to the grocery like these are the things that putting others needs in front of my own own I never thought about that when I was in the food when I was in my body I was thinking of me myself and I my selfish needs my selfish wants and all that got me with more me. So I pray God that I continue to grow and change, because that's the only thing that's going to keep me vital, is other-centered, um, putting the needs of others before my own and
3: self-sacrifice. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Hi, right, Thanks, Katie. Appreciate it. Next up is Joe m followed by Alice W. Thank you,
10: Russ your service, my name is Joe M. I'm a compulsive overeater in Minnesota. Call to his attention the fact that however deep his faith and knowledge, he could not have applied it or he would not drink. And I know in this passage, they're talking about people who have a religious faith. And I also know that this passage applies to me as a secularist because when i came in to overeaters anonymous i had deep faith and knowledge i had about a lot of things and yet um i could not have applied it or i would not be overeating so whatever it is that i'm believing in and whatever it is that anybody that i'm sponsoring is believing in is not enough to save us from compulsive overeating So whether or not someone is religious, an atheist, an agnostic, a skeptic, a doubter, if you're Jewish, Christian, Muslim, you know, if you follow Confucius, Buddha, whatever the belief system is, something has been missing or we would not be compulsively overeating. So it's been very important for me to recognize this about not only my own journey, but also it puts me in a better position to support the recovery journey of others to help them see that there are belief systems that they still get to have when they come in to overeat as anonymous and there are aspects of their belief system that will have to come under scrutiny if that aspect of their belief system undermines their ability to be open to a power
3: greater than themselves and with that i will pass thank you thanks joe Next up is Alice W. Star one, Alice.
5: Sorry about that. Um, Hi. Sorry. No technical ability. Uh, Hopefully you can hear me. I just, I was just saying, wonderful to be on this meeting. Thank you so much, brilliant meeting. um And actually, all the shares, I will say, I've said something that I wanted to say, and, and you know, it's all been said. But I will just, you know, reiterate. Like I will just go over. I just love that. So again, that paragraph where it says, admit that he probably knows more about it than you do. Uh, sort of what's been shared just now, but called to his attention the fact that however deep his faith and knowledge he could not have applied it or he would have or he would not drink. Um I case eat. Um I will just say like two years ago to the day my mum died, actually yesterday, and um I was into every form of religion and spiritual thing and I thought I knew it more than anyone else. I had every book you could buy. I I knew in my head, my ego, you know, I, I knew everything about everything. <laughs> More than anyone. And, um, but the thing is, I didn't have that absolute relationship with a higher power. So I was doing like Reiki on my mum and I was praying. I, was, I mean, I was doing everything possible, trying to get close to God. But I was binging my head off. This is 13 months before I um, sort of uh, got desperate enough um, and was about to give up on OA, actually. Um, I just yeah before I really got a rock bottom um, and I, I was doing all the religion you know all of the stuff but I was binging 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 going out smoking my mum was dying she she could smell it on me um, and I was powerless and so just just quickly to say that um, you know I, I had it was developing a relationship it was sort of an intellectual faith or intellectualized faith um didn't have an actual relationship with the high power I didn't have that humility that surrender where it's like oh god you know whew, i really can't do this and i really need a relation you know relationship with you and and having that time it's like a friendship um or a relationship or a marriage you know it, it needs nurturing and that that uh di- di- time daily time um authentically um getting to know a higher power finding out what other people's higher powers were and how they developed a relationship with a higher power and things like that and um and that is what has uh obviously ultimately is behind all of the steps and everything um and that's got me um sober today and i I'm abstinent and i am um inc- just incredibly grateful and i'm getting so many miracles with all of this you know, I had this uh, lady who hated my guts for years and years and years. She was sitting in my kitchen the other day. That is the miracle of the program. There's so many things that are just, that have happened where they were so impossible. I can't tell you um, with my defects of character, which are anger, impulsivity, victim, you know, and all of Fine. these. Uh, oh, thank you. Millions of them. Anyway, um, um, long way, to, long way to go, but I'm very grateful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pro. Anyway, anyway, I'll leave it there, waffling. Thanks.
0: <laughs> All right, Alice. Thank you. Before Christina and Jay gets up on there, <clears throat> let me let you know where we're at if you came on the meeting a little later. We're on page 93, working with others, second paragraph, eighth line down. To be vital, faith must come, be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. And we're ending that paragraph with general principles common to most denominations. All right, Christina, you're up.
11: Morning everyone, morning
12: rest. Thank you for your service. Christina J recovering in North Carolina with a full solid week. And yesterday the clarity was incredible. How I felt was great. No cravings, neutrality around the food. With God's help, I will continue to be on my way. To be vital faith must be accomplished by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. Uh, My true faith was dead. I carried around religion. I carried around spirituality. I carried around spiritual practices, all this stuff. My true faith was dead, and it has been dead for years because there's been a bigger faith that has been running my life, which is called self-sufficiency, I was alive with self-sufficiency all of my life because I came out of the womb and off and running it went, especially when my mom left my insane dad at five. Everything became, I'm going to help mom. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And there were moments. I had moments when I felt the presence and I knew the presence and I knew it was caring for me, but I had self-sufficiency as my God and I didn't know that. Um, to be alive, to be full of energy, something has to be vital. That's what vital kind of means, one of the definitions. And how do we? How, how does it get vital? And it tells us, as many others have already spoken, to practice it, to have constructive action, to sacrifice that self-sufficiency, to apply this faith and knowledge, um, to practice the precepts. Um, it's all about practice. Now, it says in the last line here, We are dealing only with the general principles common to most denominations. It's just the general principles, which are common, love, compassion, faith, loving others, putting others first, going to God with things. It's just general. You know, I believe that all spiritualities, all paths, all religions, all this stuff, it all leads back to the same thing. That's why it doesn't matter what we have, even if you're agnostic and you just say, help me. You know, which I did yesterday on my way to work when I realized how lonely I really was. Now that the food's gone, this loneliness is seeping up like a, like an ugly smoke. It's painful. And I reached out to a couple of people and I said, I'm so lonely. And I reached out to God and I said, God, I feel lonely. Please fill me. Because I'm still in self-sufficiency, you see. I haven't still, I haven't realized really how to surrender at all. And all I know to do today is to take action of the steps that tell me what to do. Make phone calls read, pray, do my 10th and 11th, you know, these things will deepen the general principles common to every denomination and they will deepen in me and I will become alive with them as opposed to being alive with self. There's nothing wrong with self-sufficiency as long as it's guided at the helm of the ship by God, by my God, the one I believe in. It doesn't have to be yours, but it has the same general principles goodness and compassion and love and strength and courage to do the serenity prayer every day and turn it all over. Thank you for
3: letting me share I pass.
0: Thanks, Christina. Next up is Barbara G. Buongiorno. Thank you.
13: Buongiorno. Thank you, Ross. My name is Barbara G. I'm calling from Italy, and I am a Compostible Leader. I hope you can hear me well because I'm on a train. I really wanted to share today to give to my gratitude to this meeting and to all of you. I am at the end of a five weeks, uh, very intense five weeks of work, and uh, at the beginning of these five weeks, I told my sponsor that I probably needed to reduce the time I was devoting to my country, because of course, work was important. And my sponsor was very clear in pointing out to me the necessity to do not make any change and to devote myself to my sponsors as I would have on a regular basis. It wasn't easy to kind of, that when she told me that, I felt it was the right thing to do. I, I really knew it was the right thing to do. But I didn't want to do it, but I knew this was the right thing to do. After five weeks of work, I can say, first, I have no idea where I got the strength to do what I told I did, but I actually do know where all the strength and the power came from, because uh, it is by just doing the action that my spiritual connection does to really depend on my calls to some things, and in these five weeks, I've also learned more about respect calls. I love to make people talk about science because I love to talk about what's going on to me and what's going on, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Going on to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the so called for a really good note I just talked about I decide to get out of the way and I just call to ask how people are doing and try to do it on three. So Barbara I,
0: we're we we're, we're losing and, you there, Barbara yeah, okay.
13: Okay, okay. I think I think that I would cut it short of by saying that self sacrifice is uh it's really trying it, it's giving to others is scientifically tools to enhance my creative process. And I am grateful and I'm very this, this is the gratitude I want to to today. And I'll
3: pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Barbara. All right, next up is Carrie w star one Carrie
3: hey everybody <clears throat> excuse me this is carrie w in um in Tennessee
6: Chadnega Tennessee um uh I'm fairly new to this program. I went last year for um maybe mm, i don't know maybe six months, and I stopped going. Um, I started when after it had been a while, but I had, I had a major weight loss, but I was still binging my ass off like crazy. And, um, I could only, you know, I, I would, I would be okay for two days or maybe two and a half, three days and I would binge again. And it was just an awful, awful, terrible cycle. And,
3: uh, um.
6: So I'm back in OA now, and I've been going now again for maybe maybe about uh, I don't know, not quite a month, maybe a a month, and um, I'm just really finding that um, God is the answer, and it's not about Carrie, it's not about Carrie's way, and it's always been like Carrie's way. Um, I've always tried, and not even really had to try to be self-sufficient. I was just, uh, it was all you know I have to be in control I have to be in control and um it made me realize that I hadn't I hadn't made a commitment to God and I had not put all my faith in God to help me with this terrible disease um but now I know that I have to because it will not work any other way um and so I've been doing really well a lot better than I was the first time, and um, I'm just I'm going to do the steps again. And I've been reading the steps every day and knowing what they are and thinking, um, yes, I've done this, but I have not done this, and I'm way far away from this. And so I'm just taking things um, slowly, and I'm just trying to absorb everything. And I appreciate everyone shares. It's so refreshing to finally meet a family of people that understand me and where I'm coming from and what I'm going through and having so much in common with, it's just, it's just wonderful. I mean, I don't know what I would do without it. So thank you everyone for listening. And, um, sorry, I didn't really talk about the paragraph, but, um, anyway, that's, that's really all I had to share today. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Carrie.
0: Next up is Vasa Omo. I believe we're going to be able to take a few more.
14: Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Russ, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive, over here, coming from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And it's a good, good paragraph. And, um, yeah, working with others, I am just so, so grateful when I came to this program. I. I was desperate. I had the gift of desperation. And I was just so ready and willing to hear the good news that if I did do the people that did before me, and now I'd get better, you know. I'll get get better. And uh, I was willing and ready. And I did have religion. You know, I remember going to church, coming home. It was just something you did every sunday but i did not have a relationship with god i did grow up with fearful punishing god so i was afraid i better be good because i'm going to go and burn in hell so i kind of avoided god and but you know when you have the gift of desperation i was ready and willing to surrender to a power greater than myself which i do call today god and uh, it is a miracle. But for me, I needed to surround with the food first and then graduate everything everything else as I was working the 12 steps. And it was a miracle. I mean, God was go- working through me that I couldn't do for myself with the food addiction that I tried for many, many, many years of my life, up and down, here and there. And it just did not work. So this was my last hope and last chance. And I do sponsor other people over the years. And, uh, yeah, some of them are very, very religious. And they know their Bible, scriptures, everything else, but they can't put the food down. And I remember saying, well, how, how could that happen, you know? That should make them close to God. They should be able to do it. Well, I was judging. I didn't know any better. I, I I'm not God. You know, God is in charge of me, and God is in charge of them. But I really, and I was a self-sacrifice person. I remember putting everybody before me, my house, the children, my, everybody. And, and I had to learn how to put myself, working through the steps. First, meant for me, meant first to throw myself in the program and work the steps the way they laid out to help others. And that, that is my mode, that is my journey today, to help others the way I've been helped. But I, was, I, was, I had the gift of desperation. And sometimes people are not there yet, you know, and that's okay. I remember hearing, they said, well, if you're not there, go out and do some more eating, and you'll come back to, to us. And I thought they were so rude for saying that. But that's true, you know, Fine. for people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, for us, and I'll just pass.
0: Thanks, Vasa. And we're going to open up the line for sharing again one more time. If you shared in the past couple of days, please step back. We have time for two shares, but I missed one person. I just got to So we're going to – Lynn S., I missed you. So we're going to have Lynn take the first share of this round. And I think we can take two more.
15: Ken, W.H. Margaret
0: Dean. H- At- Margaret H- Dean, H- Georgia. Ken, uh, We got Ken and Margaret. Margaret. Sorry about that. So, Lynn S., you are up.
3: Good morning. <clears throat> this
11: is Lynn S., Compulsible Reader in Toronto, Canada. This line is really speaking to me. To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. And our book tells us that everywhere. The one, you know... For an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. Again, self-sacrifice. He could not survive the certain trials and low spot. If he did not work, he would drink. He would surely die. And again on page 20. And again on page 89. Just to name a few. And you know, I've been around these rooms a long time and I heard it and I heard it and I heard it. But I didn't do it. And when I look back, and and that not doing it led to months and months of soul sickness, loneliness, unhappiness, and eventually the food led to a six-day relapse. And thank you, God, from the bottom of my heart, six weeks now of recovery. But I couldn't see it. Why couldn't I see it? Because I'd stopped doing it. I'd stopped doing the do things and listening to everybody. And, you know, I kept focusing on the constant work, constant work with others. But for me, Lynn S., it's the self-sacrifice as well. And I'm just sitting here and listening to everybody and it's dropping deeper how self-centered and how selfish I can be, even in recovery, even when I think I'm recovered, because I didn't, I didn't really understand. I didn't get it. I'm getting it now, even more this morning, just listening to everybody. I know I have to. No, that's not right. Right now, you know, I'm not doing the do things because I have to. I'm doing the do things because I want to, because God has given me a a vital faith now. There's vitality in my life. There's living in my life. I'm connecting with others. My phone isn't on do not disturb all the time. My phone is being answered all the time. And I take every call. Is it always convenient? No, but it doesn't matter because my life is vital. I have clear, peaceful food, my mind is clearing, and I, I'm enjoying my life in OA. This is the role that God has assigned me, to be helpful to others, to do the do things so that I can live without Lord. this terrible, thank you, Russ, disease plaguing me, and be part of the world.
3: And with that, I pass. Thank you. Next up is Ken W.H. Yeah, Good morning, Russ. Thanks
15: for hearing my name. Um, Lots going on today. Um, I understand faith uh, to be a gift, pure gift. Um, We talk about the gift of desperation. I talk more about the gift of faith. Uh, Steps one through three. Uh, start this process. I've uh, got to start with step one. And step one is something I cannot do on my own. I don't have the power to admit my powerlessness. My mind, my heart, my disease wants to tell me otherwise. And I tried forever to convince myself that I wasn't one. I wasn't diseased. I wasn't all those things. I couldn't do it. I didn't have the power. I needed to surrender and i was given the gift of desperation which was the beginning of faith Uh, step two is just a belief that's a mental uh, exercise to believe that uh, a fact that something greater than myself existed and would help me and then uh, the, the first steps of toe in the water of faith, <laughs> of, of living into this gift, of receiving this gift, is step three, just making the decision. Ah, I'm going to go ahead and try this thing and move into it. And, um, and then faith comes as the gift of that surrender that's taken place in one, two, and three. The rest of it is response to grace. Um, And as far as I'm concerned, everything that I do today in recovery is a response to faith. I've been given a gift, and now I I respond to that gift with grace, thanks, gratitude, all those kinds of things. And um, because I have surrendered and given uh, my life, (laughs) my vitality over to a power greater than myself that has solved my problem, I, I have something to share, and, and I want to share it, and it just wants to come out of me. That's response to faith, and that's what makes faith, my faith, be alive. Um, the uh, deadness of faith is the fact that when that happens, it's because I didn't respond to the gift that I've received and passed along unconditionally. I'm just real grateful for all that I have received as a gift in recovery. Thanks so much. I pass.
0: Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Next up is Margaret D.
16: Um, Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Margaret D. in Georgia. And I'm, again, so humbled to be recovered in this program, but recovered only through God's grace and mercy. And, I just have two really quick things I want to share. Every person that has shared today has reflected back some moment of my life that, for whatever reason, either I didn't recognize it, or I maybe I, I don't know what the reason is why. But it is such a gift to be able to hear people. You know, say this is what I did or this is what happened or whatever, whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, that's what happened to me. That's what is happening to me. And especially as I heard something earlier, it's right now it's not like on a good day this happens or I realize this or I realize that. There's no good days. There's no bad days. There are just days, and every particular day has its own gift. Um, And you know what? I think I just want to pass with that. I just wanted to express my gratitude to everybody that's out there that tries to the best of their ability, however they can, whatever way, failing miserably, succeeding a little bit or whatever, every single day that share their love and connection so that others can recover. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Margaret. We have time for one two-minute share. Who would like that?
3: Sandra Maria, Sweden. Ashley. Go ahead. I- so, Could you hear me? Or-
0: Go-, I- Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. So, I'm Sandra Maria, I'm a compulsive eater, and I'm so... You got muted. Star one, please. I'm sorry. I'm Sandra Maria, I'm a
17: compulsive eater from Sweden, and thank you so much, everyone, for your beautiful shares and the the message. Something just came to me. It's words from the big book, and it says, "Faith awaits us. Nothing. It must be followed with so action and and, and work." And through your shares, I felt very much relieved because when I came to away, I had I had no religious faith. I had faith in myself, which did not work. And then I found um, I found the, my faith, so to speak, and. I left the rooms because I thought I thought it was the purpose of the book. I had a misunderstanding at that point that faith itself—that was the purpose—to find God, then I would become free. But faith, I will lose nothing without the work, without spreading the message further. Uh, And it took a lot uh, of shame away from my shoulders when I heard you, because it's like I felt like a bad christian <laughs> but in my faith that i couldn't do this with my god so to speak um yeah i just wanted to say that and thank you so much for everyone's shares thank you
0: all right thank, Sandra you. Marie, thank you thank you very much appreciate it um you're going to be our last year we thank everyone who shared today, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour study nearly following the closing. So today's share ride Friday, July 14th, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. is 20,442, 20442. We'll now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Would Anne-Marie M. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then.
8: Yes, this is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.